may not have a film fixation, but we're here for a noir education. Welcome to A Real Education Noir. I am Melissa, and I am joined today by... Tanya! And... Sadly, there is no Allie today. Oh. Yeah, I know. We miss Allie. Allie. We love Allie's you, sick. Allie. You know, we love you too. We love, we love Allie so much. But she's not here. So we get to watch movies without her. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yay! Yay, movies! Uh, <laughs> so today's movie is going to be Gilda. So, Tanya, <laughs> what do you know about the movie Gilda? Well, first of all, in my head, I keep calling it Glinda. Yeah, well, that's a very different thing. Yeah. Um, I, I cannot, for the life of me, remember if I've seen this movie or not. <laughs> like, I swear I've read the title, and at first I thought it was Greta Garbo, and mm-hmm. Melissa corrected me and said, no, it's Rita Hayworth. And then for some reason I keep picturing Marlena Dietrich, mm-hmm. and it's not her either. Nope. But I swear, I may have seen this movie. <laughs> I remember nothing. <laughs> so, yay. All right. This is a movie from 1946. It's one of the archetypal noirs. It ah. is It is very important in the formation of what film noir is. Cool. And uh, it's a um, lovely little film. It's a... Um, it's the, the sordid story of a nightclub singer, Ooh. Rita Hayworth being the nightclub singer. It's uh, directed by a director of variable output, but uh, <laughs> this is one of his best works. And it also has Glenn Ford in it, so you nice. know, it's a lot of fun. All right. And uh, you have seen The Shawshank Redemption. I know this. Yes. So the scene where they're watching Rita Hayworth. Yes. That's Gilda. That's Gilda playing on that screen. That may be why I know it or yeah. think I know. I don't know. Well, because the original title of the Shawshank Redemption is Rita Hayworth and, and the, the Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption. Redemption. Yes. And uh, so the movie has part of Gilda in it. So okay. That, that is okay. possibly where most people know about it these days, unless they're uh, classic movie geeks. Well, because like, I would... I, if I've seen it, mm-hmm. I saw it because of one of two classes in college, which was either like my classic film class right. or my women in film noir class. That that would be probably a key point that that one would hit. But, you know, I can't remember. <laughs> so we'll get to find out. I guess we will. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to go off and watch the movie. And dear listeners, we encourage you to do so also. It's uh, available for rental on like iTunes and Amazon and all those regular channels. And it's also available on Filmstruck. Yay! Uh, so if you have a Filmstruck account like I do, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's there and you don't have to rent it. So, yay! Yay! By the way, Filmstruck is awesome. Yes, it is. Because it has all of the Turner Classic movies. And, and, the, and the Criterion Collection. And the Criterion. And you can watch... Uh, My dog wants to be let back in the house. Oh, you can watch um, her... her the Werner Herzog eat issue. <laughs> yes, you can see Werner Herzog eats issue. Yep, on it's there. Filmstruck. Yes, very happy about that. Okay, so we're going to go watch the movie, and I'm going to let my dog back in the house because he has a doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll just quit while we're ahead. Bye. <laughs> Bye. They once had a shootin' up in the Klondike when they got damn a groove. Four 
we're putting the blame on the lady known as Lou. That's the story that went around, but here's the real lowdown. Put the blame on Maine, boy. Put the blame on Maine. Maine did a dance called the Hitchy Coo. That's the thing that slew my groove. Put the blame on Maine, boys. Put the blame on Maine. Well, Tanya, what did you think of Gilda? Oh, my God! It was very clear that you had, indeed, not seen it before. But I think I had... But I just totally forgot yes. everything, except so, for the hair flips. Oh, goodness. Because nobody should forget Rita Hayworth's hair flips. <laughs> oh, my God. She is like pure sex. Yes. Seriously. Poured into those dresses. like, mm-hmm. And the slits up the... Oh, my God. They don't end. <laughs> and it's lovely, and I want them all. Oh, my God. Yeah, she, she's like all leg, and and she had just had a child. That's a whole <gasps> pregnancy body. Damn. Yeah. yeah. That probably involves, like, corsetry and stuff. But oh, it's certainly... Yeah. No, no. Those, those There was boning and, like, mm-hmm. support, and yes. Yeah, even pre-pregnancy bodies need oh, that sort for, of thing. Oh, for sure. For, because, you know... You she was a curvy woman, mm-hmm. as most women are, because <laughs> we have bodies. Um, but oh my god, like, and I, uh, yeah, I know I'd seen the hair flip in Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah, and like, hot damn, like everything in this movie mm-hmm. is just like. When they have the scene of her putting on her stocking. Mm-hmm. And like, ah, uh. Yeah, it... Wow. Uh, Rudolph Matei, the cinematographer, really knew how to photograph oh, that woman. God, yes. Unreal. Well, and not just her, either. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, well, the whole like, thing, of course, but... but the use of shadow mm-hmm. and, like, light and dark and, like, overlaying. Because, mm-hmm. like, there's this whole part where I was trying to figure out whether they'd actually shot uh munson yeah on a separate f- thing and then overlaid it mm-hmm. because the shadowing was so stark yeah and like i was just oh my god ah, and that's it's, not even talking about the plot or yes. the writing or the amazing everything else that was in this it's movie so, it, there's so much <gasps> to look at I mean, look at, listen to, yeah. just like drown in. The turns are so tight in the plot, mm-hmm. and the the language is just clipping back and forth, and so on point. And like every look has like two or three meanings, mm-hmm. and then there's characters that are just standing around, and it, it reminded me in Ca- of Casablanca in a way, mm-hmm. it, with just like the very like. You know, it's a casino and, like, similar plot things, yeah. but also at the same time, like, the, the way their relationship is and how they don't talk about it. Yeah. It, it was also very similar and, like, oh, my God. I just, oh. Uh. Yeah, this is, like, kind of the, 
a little bit more mean-spirited uh, oh, Casablanca. They were vindictive is, as shit ooh, in this yeah, movie. They're in love, but they hate each other. But they but they love each other, but they hate each other. Yeah, and oh, fucking the gaslighting going on. Oh, Fuck, God. he sent an asshole to make her fall in love with him. And then you find out it was, uh, spoiler alert, yeah. you found out it was one of the dude's henchmen guys. Yes, yes it's like, like, oh my god. Like, that's playing the long game, oh my that's god. That's fucking manipulative as shit. It's unreal. Like, how would you, oh, no wonder she's fucked up in the head <laughs> and plays all these games. Because mm-hmm. she's playing them too. Like, don't get me wrong, like, she's taking guys out and, like, acting like she's, mm-hmm. Doing them and then not, as the, you know, honest police guy says. <laughs> but, like, it, seriously, just, wow. just all of the mindfuckery, just, ugh. Yeah, it's... Wow. It's one of the snappiest film noir scripts. It's that, just so oh, yeah, sharp. Yeah. The, well, and the twists. Mm-hmm. Because there's, like, four or five of them. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's like, oh, that's right. Oh, he's still alive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dead guy comes shit. back. And, oh, that. Did, did you remember him? Oh, of course. And then, and then of course, um, you can also kind of read it as having a little bit of a homoeroticism, uh-huh. gay subtext. I, like, I almost hashtag polyproblemed this one. Because, yeah. like, seriously, when your relationship with your boss <laughs> and your relationship with the woman and mm-hmm. then, like, but they have a, it's like a triad thing that mm-hmm. can happen, I've heard. I don't know. Yeah, it, and it, it didn't seem to be going well. No, <laughs> it was a very problematic triad. <laughs> but, like, I was almost like, well, yeah, yeah, when nobody's telling anybody anything. Yeah, see, communication is key. Oh, all, <laughs> yes, all over the words. Because they can use their words. Yes. They're just using their words to be mean. Or rather, they're using their words to say other things. But not really, but kind of... Yeah. yeah, or just to be mean. Or just to be mean. Because there were some sick birds in there. Yeah, like, there, there was a lot of vindictiveness. Wow, snap mm-hmm. a few times. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, when dude was with the dancing, and like, did, did oh. you teach her how to swim? And like, I taught yeah. her everything she knows. Ooh. And like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then the it's... note would like, come pick up the laundry. Yeah. Like, seriously, wow. <laughs> but I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Allie, why aren't you here? Yeah, God Allie, damn it, Allie. Allie, you This movie is so this. for you, Allie. You would love, like, you have to see this. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, if, if, if only for the dresses in Rita Hayworth. It, well, oh. Even the pantsuits. Yeah. When she was in that fucking robe, th- the, like, leopard print robe thing. Yeah, I don't think it was that the, was leopard print. I think that was, um, God, I can't remember. Like, leaves or something? I don't know what yeah, it, was, it was, but it was, like, very white and silver kind yeah. of thing. But there was, like, a pantsuit under it that was just, like, ugh, yeah. on point. Yes. And that wasn't even the Halloween, or the Carnival costume pantsuit with the slips up to her crotch. Yeah, the, the, I mean, like, seriously. The, um, yeah, the, the Matador costume or whatever or it was. Bolero or Bolero or something. Yeah, with the whip. Yeah, like, whip. oh, Rita Hayworth Does he whip. know you're armed? Yes. <laughs> like, ka-ching! 
Oh my god. Just like, oh, I want to watch it again. <laughs> like the movie actually asked us, do you want to watch it again? And I almost She's told like, Melissa to, yes, 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 yes we do. And <laughs> bring it. Oh my god. Yeah, it, when Rita Hayworth walks out in the black dress for the- <gasps> Yes, for the mame, mame. For the on-stage mame, not the just nice guitar mame. Yeah. Which was also super awesome, yeah. by the way. Yeah. But like, yeah, but oh, it's, it's, it's like her costumes were an escalating arms race to get to that point. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then she does the stripper thing with the yeah. gloves. Yeah, oh, I mean, there's no wonder why that's like the yeah really iconic moment out of oh, this yeah. movie is her her doing the uh, her her doing that that number. Well, yeah, because like her entrance is, I mean, because where they shoot her, they always shoot her when she's in strapless gowns. Yeah. From above the gown up, mm-hmm. so she's looks naked. Mm-hmm. Like that's the point. Like well, she has those great collarbones. Oh so, god, yeah, that's that's just yeah. The way... And the hair just frames her, and like, mm-hmm. but everything about her character is about sex. Yeah, there is nothing about her history, about her anything that is not about sex. Everything yeah. she enjoys, everything she alludes to, mm-hmm. everything like dancing becomes sex, swimming becomes sex. Everything becomes sex. This movie is pure sex. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> and, and it's all about her, who she's having sex with. Exactly. And how much can we shame her for it? Yeah. Uh, mm. Problematic. Although she does have a happy ending. Well, yeah, what? which is kind of like what happened to the Hayes Code on that one? Yeah, I, I don't know how they. Well, because I guess she never she wasn't actually cheating on people. Yeah, that's true. Quote unquote, unless she actually cheated on Johnny at the beginning before we even met them. Mm, yeah. See, but know. that's where I don't know because yeah. then, like, was he justified? Like, I don't know if that makes it better. Because yeah, if she cheated on him, does that mean he's justified in hating her at the beginning when he first sees her again? God, but if she doesn't, a... then like, what the fuck, dude? Like, either way, he's such a petty, yeah. vindictive little asshole. Oh my god, and with the... Do, he fucking sent somebody to trick her to fall in... Like, that's over... Although I don't know if she was necessarily... She met and married Balin. In one day. In one day. But, so my question is... Did Balin know that... Mm. Because I've always... Okay, I think I have seen this before, but I really didn't remember watching it. Yeah. But, like, I remember having the thought, especially this time while watching, but I think the, the last time I watched it, like, did he know or did he pick her out on purpose because mm. when you've got a second, a number two guy that's getting that involved in your affairs, and you're that much of, like, a paranoid, kind of insane, power maniac kind of guy, he could have been playing a super long game, too. I mean, he already had his fake death thing set up. True. What if he was just going to use Gl- Gilda? I keep wanting to say Glinda, for fuck's sake. <laughs> use Gilda to keep Johnny close to him. And use... Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because, also, if he wasn't already watching Johnny, mm-hmm. how did he know to show up right after that particular game? True. I mean, because they obviously see each other for what they are. Mm-hmm. So, I'm thinking if he can plan out all that other shit, mm-hmm. why wouldn't he have planned out that it was Johnny he wanted 
and let him get close enough as he's building a case to keep Johnny there. Maybe. So I always kind of wondered, you know, like, and maybe that would make Hayes code okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever it's fascinating. It was. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> whatever. Whatever happened there. <laughs> so what are the things that you need to tell us about what happened? <laughs> well, Jesus. <laughs> it um. It's. It was an interesting time in Hollywood. Yeah, definitely. So, it, especially for all these people who came together. So, first of all, um, Rita Hayworth, her star was rising at this point, and Gilda was kind of the push up into super sure. superstar status. Although by this time, this was 1946, post war. Yeah. Uh, all through World War II, though, she was the bombshell lady. Yeah, as like, in she was po- painted on the nose of airplanes. Yeah, and um, it, including like the um, the nuclear test at Bikini Atoll, she was really? painted on the bomb. Oh my god! And of course, that was thought of as a compliment back then, and she was kind of horrified. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, that's not mm. hmm, problematic. Yeah, problematic. Phallic symbols. Mm. Mm. And uh, you know. <laughs> bombs <laughs> destroying yeah. people you know well, you know like, bombs are problematic phallic symbols so well yeah well yes <laughs> they are they can be so many things <laughs> anyways but uh between this and the movie cover girl which was also directed by charles vidor who, ah. who directed this um they were like her two biggest sure. biggest movies and cover girl um is this breezy little comedy that she did with Gene Kelly. Okay. And, you know, lovely, yeah. fun little Well, because she movie. has acting chops. She does. Like, and dancing chops. Oh, and singing. Dubbed. Damn! Okay. Yeah, she, they, uh, the studios did have her uh, take uh, voice lessons, but she never got quite Not... to the point where she was really cinematic. But she can't stand him. And can't, no, her, her proper... Speaking voice is lovely. Okay, and you, you, and it's impressive to me on uh, the dubbing on this movie. Yeah, they really matched voices. I, um, I and, looked. Yeah, and it was hard for me to tell. Well, obviously, yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah, Hay- Hayworth was really good at lip syncing. Like, well, that's good, really good. And uh, but it was Anita Ellis who dubbed okay. her voice. Cool, and it's just a really good voice Ugh. match, and it works. And so the, <laughs> so she at this point is married to Orson Welles. Oh fuck! And she had just had his child. <laughs> I was not aware of this. Yes, they, they were married for like five years. And okay. And I think shortly after this is when they did Lady from Shanghai together. Okay. And then that it was done pretty much sure. a year later, but. Yeah, they were they were together about five years, and okay. then uh, then that that was over. And then she married some other rich playboy that also didn't go quite well. Okay, but she her her career she started really really young. Like she started dancing on stage like age eight. Okay, and she was sort of a little bit of a phenomenon. And uh, she was spotted by I can't remember which studio it was, but uh, she was hired at age fifteen. Okay, and uh, just started getting put into movies by that point and she was the daughter of a spanish dancer okay a male dancer her her mother was an actress if i remember right and she was just always in showbiz sure so she was raised to become (laughs) what she was but 
shortly after this, it wasn't too terribly long after this, uh, she started coming down with early onset Alzheimer's. Oh, no. She was like 42 years old, 40, oh, 43. No. And then um, shortly after it, shortly after that, um, she just wasn't able to yeah. act anymore. And so she, she uh, passed away 1981, I think. She okay. was about 68 years old. Wow. Yeah. So just very sad. <sighs> tragic death TM. Yeah. So we've got our tragic death yes. out of the way. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, Charles Vidor, the director of the movie. Um, King Vidor! Yeah, King Vidor is actually somebody different. No, Aww. actually, I'm, <laughs> I, I misspoke earlier, but no, King Vidor is actually... An American director born in Texas, Charles Vidor, is a uh, Hungarian. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so, but his real name is something similar. It, it's like, it starts with a K. It, it's something Hungarian. It's like, that sounds like King Vidor. It's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, he was a, um, uh, like I said, he was a, a director of varied output. Right. Uh, he, but he did direct Cover Girl and he did direct Gilda with Ray yeah. And he wound up marrying Doris Warner, as in, uh, oh, okay. of the Warner Studios right. clan. And, uh, yeah, he did fairly well by himself. Um, like all their kids became restaurateurs for some reason. Okay. And, uh, you know, he, his output, I think he didn't, uh, didn't do a whole lot after this. I can't quite remember why. Oh, I do remember why. He got in a huge, huge, huge fight with Harry Cohn, who was the head of Columbia Studios at the oh. time. And there was some sort of lawsuit and uh, something. I can't remember the details. of there was, there was something about swearing a lot in the lawsuit. But anyway, it was a mess. <laughs> Well, uh, I would have gotten sued. And, um, then, and then, like, by 1948, uh, Columbia set him free, and he didn't sure. live reliably again. So he, he passed away in 1959. And um, so I'll backtrack a little and talk a little bit about Columbia Studios as yeah. a whole. So Columbia Studios was where other studios sent their stars to be in the penalty box for a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So, like, when somebody was being difficult or they wanted out of their contract or didn't want to play ball in some <laughs> other fashion, um, they'd get loaned out to Columbia. <laughs> and so Columbia didn't really build their own slate of stars. they just borrow from everybody right. else. And so they, they didn't have a whole lot of money either. Right. They, they were kind of flying by their you know, the skin or their teeth at this point. Well, you know, yeah. that happens. But uh, Glenn Ford uh, was actually one of the first people, when they started to build their own uh -huh. uh, set of people. Oh, he signed with them yeah. as an original, as yeah. opposed to being... Yeah, so Glenn Ford belonged to them, as did William Holden and oh. Rosalind Russell. Okay. And so they were kind of the, the, <laughs> the opening lineup for sure for Columbia when they started moving <laughs> towards that direction. And uh, Glenn Ford had a nice long career and yeah. he could do just about anything. And, but this this was really key in his career sure. along with a little movie that we watched before called uh, The Big Heat. Yay! Yay! Where he played Bannon and yes. it's a wonderful Fritz Lang film. Great film. Yes! Do listeners, we did an episode on that uh, a couple of years ago. 
And uh, we probably remember him best as Pockend from the yep. Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Yeah. Yay. Yay. And then you have George McCready, who mm-hmm. played Balin. Mm-hmm. And he was a Broadway star, a very Shakespearean. He sure. did a lot of Shakespearean. He's very well spoken and and such. Um, he was very good at playing heavies. He, yep. he has that very mannered way of speaking, and um, he was very prolific for a long time. Like during the 1940s, he was making five, six movies a year. So he like Nicolas Cage levels of prolific? Kind of. Okay. Kind of. But, you know, much more mannered. And oh, sure, sure. He, his best known role is probably in Passive Glory with uh, Kirk Douglas. Okay. You know, the Kubrick film? Okay, okay. Really good. But um, the scar on the side of his face was from a car accident. Okay. Uh, that happened during college. He was driving around with a friend and the car hit some ice this was like a Model T Ford, so that did not go well. Right. And um, the only doctor that was available in wherever they crashed was a veterinarian. And so the it, his face got kind of haphazardly sewn up. Yeah. And then he got scarlet fever, probably because of oh, unsanitary conditions. Not fun. Uh, but... He survived. He survived, and he had a, a nice film career. Um, let's see, who else was in this? Um, bathroom Guy! Bathroom Guy! I did not look up Bathroom Guy, sadly. Bathroom oh, Guy is a favorite, though. We love Bathroom Guy. Everybody. Bathroom Guy was the happiest part of this plot. Yes. I I feel like there should be like a whole movie that's just like The Adventures of Bathroom Guy. Oh, totally! I yes. would so headcanon that. The, the, the bathroom concierge, we'll call it, and make yeah. it sound classy. <laughs> I like Bathroom Guy. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, my poor dog is whining in the background. My husband's trying to call me, and it's just, what the hell? Life happens. During <sighs> podcasts, too. Oh, no, he just texted me. He's going to get dilly bars. Oh, well, we he, all is forgiven. Ice cream shall be had. This makes everything better. There. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, we didn't look at Bathroom Guy, but Bathroom Guy was awesome. He was. He was and very I'm awesome. I'm so glad Bathroom Guy di- didn't <laughs> die. Like, because there's a part where there's a gunshot in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And you can't see who's shooting or who's shot. Tanya was very concerned. I was very concerned for Bathroom Guy. Yeah. But Bathroom Guy lives. FYI. I'm very happy about that. Yes. I also like the cop. He's kind of like the cop in Casablanca. He is. Like, very much like I could, you know, this is the start of a beautiful friendship. Yeah. Mr. Antagonist, vindictive dude who gaslighted your girlfriend slash wife. (laughs) Fuck you, dude. Don't do that. (laughs) Like, don't make people care about other people for funs and giggles. It's bullshit. <laughs> I have feelings. It's the, it's the weirdest <laughs> happy ending. Like, it, it is, really because, is. like, they kind of deserve each other, but you kind of, like, like, they, they they have a connection. Well, they certainly, they're kind of like the couple in Who's Afraid for... Oh, Virginia Woolf! Holy yes, shit, yes, this they guys really grow are. up! They, they grow move up. back to Connecticut and become George and Martha! They do! Holy they totally shit. do! Oh my oh. god! Oh my god! That, that is so my headcanon right now. 
they turn into in charge of Martha. And then, oh, oh my god, but they have to make little Georges and Marthas, which is why they get the other two to come over Whoa. after the academic thing, so it's like a perpetuating, like, yeah, they, oh, oh my goodness, it's like the Dread Pirate Roberts, you have to, oh my god, yeah! Okay, we just link this in with Princess Bride. This is great. This is great. So you pass on the Georgian Marthaship. It's like a venereal disease. Just gets passed on from couple well, to couple. Well, you know, this movie is pure sex, yeah, so that makes sense. Watch out what you do, what you wish for. Wow. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. Oof. Oof. Wow. That's heavy. That was... We went deep on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh. god. Yeah, what else do I know about this movie? Oh, oh, when Rita Hayworth uh, slaps Gwen Ford, yeah. she broke two of his teeth. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> like, that was some serious hitting. Yeah! Oh, yeah. It, well, I mean, it's always nice, even if they're not actually hitting, when you feel... Like, like they are, like they're hitting, and yeah. that yeah, she was yeah. in that scene, like yeah, they, 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 that was method. Yeah, that was ooh, yeah, there very was method. A method there. <laughs> <laughs> well, why the fuck not? She just found out that she'd been dating dudes' henchmen yeah. under false pretenses. Ah, uh, uh, don't yeah, do that. She had such hope. She had hope. She did. She was like, okay. I can I can wipe the I can wash this guy right out of my hair, mm-hmm. South Pacific. Um, yep. But no, you can't because the guy that you're dating is your fucking. <laughs> ah! It's like you took the label off the shampoo and you go, oh no, it's the same shampoo. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> but worse. But worse. Because don't do that, people. That's fucked up. Don't do that. Be uh, careful with knockoff shampoo. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm sitting here thinking people actually do shit like this. Like, I don't know. Oh, they probably. I I don't know. They probably do. Well, I don't think they should, though. I think it's very unhealthy. I'm sure our listeners would never do something like that, oh, right, never. listeners? Never. Right? Never. Right? I think so highly of our listeners. I do. Yeah. yeah, they wouldn't do that. No, they wouldn't. I'm yelling at the bad people who would do that. Yes. Yes. They they must be out there somewhere. Yes. Don't do that, but still listen to our podcast. Yes. Yes. There we go. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. God, I just want to watch Rita Hayworth. Just like, just, can we, is there a super cut of just the Rita Hayworth parts? I'm sure there could be if there's not already. I mean, there there's so much obsession around Rita Hayworth. Yeah, like there's gotta be, and then there's this gotta movie, be like, there's gotta be one of those YouTube movies that's like ten hours of Rita Hayworth. Yeah, it's just a supercut yep. of everything in every movie of Rita Hayworth. I'm sure you know there's a 3D Rita Hayworth movie. What? Miss Sadie Thompson was shot in 3D. No, I yes. didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a it's a help. I've seen it twice in 3D. Wow. Like, Rita, Rita Hayworth in 3D is a, uh-huh. it's a thing. Um, but that's an interesting movie too. Not a film noir, which means I can't do really it here. Do it here. But I need you to watch Miss Sadie okay. Thompson. Okay. Dear listeners, you should also watch Miss Sadie Thompson. It'll drive you nuts. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's it's one of those. Um, Soldiers stationed in the South Pacific, okay. and the woman comes to the island. And wait, she's... wait, is this the weird one with John Wayne where there's weirdness? No, 
No, no, John Wayne's not in that. Okay, there, good. There is it, there. There are some very interesting dealings with women's issues in that movie. So anyway, okay. anyway. all right, I will look it up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, bookmark that one. All right. Let's see what else. Um, <laughs> the set of this movie was bugged. Apparently, what <laughs> by who? <laughs> the studio head. Why? I think if I remember right, there were so many. Um, Rumors that Glenn Ford and Rita Hayworth were having an affair. Uh, apparently, they weren't. But but he was bugging their uh, like their the dressing rooms. rooms. Yeah, to to see if he could catch them. I don't know. Oh, okay. So totally- Harry, Harry Cohn was kind of a weirdo. Uh, yeah, but well, I could totally see Orson Welles being like, "Dude, I will give you a bazillion dollars." No, we, Orson Welles. <laughs> I, if I remember, Lady of Shanghai was also made for the studio. Uh-huh. So he, so Orson Welles came in knowing everything was bugged. Oh, and Jesus. so Rita Hayworth working on, on either this movie or that movie, or possibly both, would do like little skits for just cause? microphones. <laughs> <laughs> like, just would, you know, say things to throw them off or... <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck you, creepos. Oh, <laughs> so weird. So weird. Oh, wow. This, I, I mean, listeners, this was a delightful movie. It had yeah. the noir noirness of, like, guns and, yeah, and subterfuge and two or three plots going on at once and, like, how do they fit together and, mm-hmm. like, and beautiful everything. Yeah. Like, oh, except for that fucking tie. That tie was oh awful. oh my god! I wanted to kill that tie. Well, that was that was a tie as chosen by somebody who didn't want to wear a tie. <laughs> yeah, that was oh that that, that that was the world's. Ugly. I'm kind of wondering I'm... what that tie looked like in Technicolor. Oh, I think it was just black and white. Like, oh boy, yeah. Um, this movie, Tanya and I are talking about uh, this thing that was. Uh, if you watch this on Filmstruck, there's like a little intro, yep, like a three minute intro that uh, they put together. The um, the movie was originally intended to be done in Technicolor to show off the redness of Rita Hayworth's hair, which is awesome. A di- it's beautiful, but it's a dye job. Uh, yeah, because she's you know half Spanish, so yeah. she, her her natural locks are brunette. Yeah, but um, she was made famous by right, her because red of hair. her red hair. And so, Technicolor, right? Right. By the way, Miss Sadie Thompson, totally Technicolor. Nice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> in 3D. So, um, great, but the uh, studio didn't really have the money for that, and like all their color cameras were sure. loaned out to other movies, and so they shot it in black and white. And uh, Hayworth was happy about that, because... Um, it takes a lot of lighting, at least in that era, to make color photography yep. work because the um, it you just need to flood the room with light in yep. order to make that that film really pop. And um, it wasn't until like the early eighties, yeah, I think, it, before it before... took a long time because it, I don't know whether it was the actual physical makeup of the film, but the film Technicolor film seems denser. In some aspects, like when I watch it, it yeah. feels denser. Yeah. And so that would make sense in my brain that, you know, you would need more light to permeate that, whatever that denseness is. Right, right. I know nothing about, like, actual film, like, chemistry or whatever, so I don't know, like, well, there's the a, agents that you'd use. There's but... a certain richness to the color in yeah. Technicolor that 
has a very unique look to it. And you have to actually really work really hard to emulate that today. Right. So, because our, the film stocks that we know today and digital right. photography has a much more naturalistic yeah. look. Whereas Technicolor just has this. Well, it has, you know, Joan yeah. Crawford and yellow Scotchgard. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Scotchgard. I mean, oh part of God. it was, yeah. part of it was the studios going, we want people to continue to come to movies right. rather than watching their little black and white TVs right. at home. So color! Saturation! Oh, and also, color's new, so color! <laughs> There's so much color. Color everywhere! And uh, so it's a... Uh, yeah, and but the process of it, since yep. it was such a new type of film, that it, it just wasn't very sensitive. Right. That. And so... Hot studio lights. Rita Hayworth didn't like hot studio lights. Black and white. Rita Hayworth happy. <laughs> <laughs> Rita Hayworth happy. Rita Hayworth good movie. Right. Uh -huh. Right. And she wriggles in that dress. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's a heck of a movie. Oof. I love it so. Like much. if you're at all attracted to women. <laughs> yeah. Well, heck, if you're straight. If you're a straight female, you still admire that. I I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm not straight female, <laughs> so you know. I am. Okay. So so I'll, it works. So it works. You can it attest. Works. It's like, wow. Just, that's just wow. Because like every... I keep saying it because it's true. This movie is like pure sex. It's mm -hmm. like, oh my God. Oh, <gasps> yeah. And I, I don't know what, what was up with that sequin thing that she was wearing. Oh, yeah, That yeah. glittered like, like nothing like, I've ever seen oh before. Oh, my God. I don't need... That, that, that's magic. That had that's to be like Rudolph hand magic right or there. something. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, something something about the lighting and that whatever they sewed that thing with. Lame? It wasn't... No, 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 no. it was like individual pieces. Yeah, of, like, yeah. It was glitters. like mirrors or something. I, I don't, don't know. know. Ugh. It, it was... Want. Yeah. Like all of it. All want. of it. Or, or oh God, even her robe. Like, she changes yes. out of her little bolero oh. costume. Oh, hey, we got pizza. Oh, pizza. <laughs> this podcast is now interrupted for pizza. Okay, so uh, this, this uh, episode is, like, so off the rails. <laughs> what? Down next. Off. Back to the podcast. Back to the podcast. Uh, go over there, Max. Okay, thank you. Okay. Okay. So were we wrapping up? Yeah, we should wrap up because we have pizza and i'm hungry yeah pizza yeah okay <laughs> so dear listeners we recommend pizza yes yes <laughs> any final thoughts about the movie uh the movie did not have pizza <laughs> no no just watch it i don't care yeah. what whatever there will be something for you in this movie yeah it's like it, if it's yeah. a fantastic film if you're listening to this this podcast and you hadn't seen gilda before oh my god what are you doing listening to this podcast instead of watching gilda yeah just i, I yeah. turn us off like five minutes ago yeah I just uh 35 minutes ago yeah that much yeah yeah <laughs> okay and watch it because yes. yay yay okay so dear listeners we will we will leave you until a couple weeks from now when we will come out with an episode about diabolique <gasps> so we'll go all french on this one and uh, je peux pas français oh i don't oh <laughs> so uh dear listeners i've been melissa and i've been joined by tanya and we will see you in a couple weeks bye bye, -bye. 
We hope you enjoy our film fixation. We'll see you next time on Anwar Education. Thank you for joining us for a real education noir. New episodes arrive on the 7th and 21st of every month. You can find our podcasts and social media feeds on our website at realedunoir.com. Special thanks to Tim Wick, Jeffrey Brown, and Chad Dutton for our theme music. If you like our show, you might also like our parent podcast, A Real Education, which discusses all genres of film. You can find it on the web at realedu.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Women can be extremely annoying. Real Education Noir. I am Melissa and I am joined today by... Tanya! Yay! Woo-hoo! Sorry, no Ellie today. Ellie is sick. And, yes, and Max, Max is Max very is, sad. Max is so sad about that. Oh, Max. Yeah. <laughs> I know, buddy. <laughs> oh, Max. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. It's okay. Come here, come here, come here. Come here. It's all right. It's all right. Okay, down. Good boy. Okay. <laughs> all of a sudden, we start recording, and now we've got dog. Okay, thank you. It's quiet. Settle. Do I need to put you outside? <gasps> I said the magic word. <laughs> all right. I'll be right back. <laughs> While Melissa is putting the dog out, I will say secret things that you'll only find later after we're editing. Won't that be fun? Hi, Melissa! (laughs) Okay. We'll just start that again. (laughs) Okay. All right.